Welcome back to the Florida History Podcast. I'm Carter Krishnire, and I'm going to be flying solo this week because I want to talk about a place I recently discovered and visited last month in Northeast Florida, in Flagler County, that I had no idea existed and had no idea the history of. So uh, as well-versed as I like to think I am about the state of Florida and the, and the history of Florida, there are new things I discover all uh, the time. And this is the Bulow Plantation Ruins State Historic Park in uh, southern Flagler County. It's, it's just north of the Flagler-Volusia line. Uh, and it's something that I was not aware of. And then I saw that there were seminal war ruins in the area, and I explored them. I was in St. Augustine, actually. And I said, okay, this is something worth exploring. Didn't really know much about the Seminole War in that part of the state. Know a great deal about the Seminole War in north central Florida and on uh, the west coast, the Dade area, Dade Battlefield area, Dade City area. And then, of course, uh, southeast Florida. Uh, we've done a whole series of videos and podcasts on uh, the battles in, in southeast Florida, particularly uh, the Battle of the Loxahatchee uh, River and the Battle of Jupiter Inlet, right, in what is now uh, St. Lucie, Martin, Palm Beach counties. So this was really interesting, and it's actually got a much deeper history um, than, uh, uh, than I thought. In 1821, Charles William Bulow purchased and began to develop a plantation area along um, the banks of a tributary creek of the Halifax River. But between 1823 and 1836, when the Seminoles burnt the plantation in the Seminole War, uh, Bulow was uh, maybe the largest slave-driven sugar plantation in the American territory of Florida, uh, which had just been uh, purchased from the Spanish and became American in 1821. Remember, the Spanish had East Florida and West Florida. We've done plenty of podcasts and written articles about that division. So this is uh, um, really uh, uh, something that um, affected the old areas of East Florida. Sugar, sugar plantation and milling took off uh, in East Florida towards the end of the Spanish period, the 18-teens after the Patriots War, which we've done a podcast on, but really, really took off uh, after 1821 when Florida became a U.S. territory. And there had been a hope that Florida could produce sugar for the United States like Louisiana did, right, in that uh, quantity at the time. Uh, there were about 12 sugar plantations between St. Augustine and Cape Canaveral, and Bulowville, um, the Bulow Plantation, Bulowville was the uh, probably the largest and, and, and the wealthiest. The Bulow Sugar Mill was the largest sugar mill in Florida at the time. It was operated by Charles Wilhelm Bulow, Major Bulow, who we talked about a minute, uh, a minute ago, and his son John Bulow from 1821 until it was burned by the Seminoles in 1836. More on that in a little bit. Sugarcane was planted in January and February and was ready for harvesting by mid-October. Field workers cut the cane and loaded it on wagons that brought it to the mill for processing. And I'll have some pictures of the uh, mill, the ruins of the mill, on the Florida Squeeze website, as well as uh, doing a couple of videos for the Florida Squeeze's YouTube page uh, and Florida History Podcast uh, in the near future. But the ruins are really impressive. 
Um, the energy behind Bulow Sugar Mill uh, required, um, just like any mine, a lot of energy. Sugar mills were largely operated in this period by animal power. Horses or oxen turned the gears that moved the large rollers used to crush sugar cane, or, or the cane that had sugar in it. By the, by the time the sugar mill uh, was built, uh, st steam-powered mills were becoming available, the, the sugar mill at, um, at Bulow Plantation. Um, these provided greater power and allowed cane to be processed much faster. So by, from 1821 to 1830 or so, there was animal-powered um, mills. But then in 1831, there became a steam-powered mill, um, which, of course, required a lot of slave labor, unfortunately. Uh, so the building, uh, the boiling room, the building uh, right by uh, uh, the mill and then the, sh the engine house that was right there, um, carried steam from uh, the building to the second floor of the sugar house where a large three-roller cane press was located. So that was, um, that was all done by slave labor. And um, there was the boiler and machinery. You can see, see the uh, ruins of this. There was a sawmill that you can see uh, ruins of there, which were quite, um, quite interesting, you know, built in January of 18... Uh, 31. Now, there was also um, on the plantation grown cotton, corn, rice, vegetables, other vegetables, and indigo. Um, livestock uh, and game uh, were provided for the slaves to feed them and for the family, for the Bulow family. Uh, and what was the um, other staple of a slave diet was cornmeal and various... Um, aspects of things made from cornmeal and slaves were on this plantation reportedly also taught how to hunt and fish and and, and uh, find their own food cane juice was produced from this plantation as well um, which uh, allowed uh, uh, more revenue to come in and kettles were, were set up and the juice flowed from the kettles and uh, flowed into a large wooden cooling vats to harden. Um, and then that allowed you to create sugarcane juice and sugarcane for, for, for table consumption. Moving sugarcane and sugar juice, uh, cane juice and molasses and all of these byproducts to market uh, was another whole process. The tributary of the Halifax River, which became named Bulow Creek, and is still named Bulow Creek after the Bulow family and the Bulow plantation, uh, was the transportation, was the highway, the transportation where you would have boats transport the product, the sugar and the molasses, down the creek to the Halifax River and into Mosquito Inlet, which is now Ponce de Leon Inlet, uh, for workers to load them onto boats bound for uh, Jacksonville, St. Augustine, and Savannah. And they would go to market in Jacksonville, St. Augustine, and Savannah at the time. Now, Daytona Beach didn't exist. Daytona Beach is actually much closer to the, where this plantation was than um, 
than St. Augustine was, St. Augustine, Jackson, Lower Savannah. And also keep in mind New Smyrna, which had existed and had been settled at one point, uh, very, very uh, critical settlement uh, for the British in East Florida that we've done a whole podcast on, uh, which was abandoned in 1775, 1776, that, that period during the American Revolutionary War, and the residents of New Smyrna, the ones that were still alive, which were a significant number of people who were in New Smyrna, as we've talked about, colonists uh, and workers had passed away. Uh, they were moved, uh, they moved the Menorcans in particular to St. Augustine. So there's no New Smyrna at this point. It's gone. It'll be re re resettled soon, but it's not there. There's no Daytona Beach. There's no Palm Coast. That's many, many years later. That's a, a fairly new town. So St. Augustine was the closest place. So you had to slip down the Halifax River, so kind of south to where Ormond Beach is now, Ormond Beach, Holly Hill, Daytona, that area, and then ship up to, to uh, St. Augustine, Jacksonville, Savannah. Now, like all large slave-driven plantations of that era, the Bulow Plantation was self-sufficient. It was a self-contained uh, city, effectively, or, or village, where the products that came from the plantation were absolutely positively byproducts of slave labor. There's no uh, two ways about it. The place doesn't exist without uh, enslaved Africans. And that's a real sad part of Florida's history. When you also consider, as we've talked about repeatedly on this podcast, and this is where I have problems with the kind of uniform look at the South of what is now the Southern United States that you get from things like the 1619 Project, et cetera. Florida has a very different origin story and growth story than the rest of what is now the Southern United States. And in fact, you had thriving free African-American communities in Florida, and you had free African-Americans contributing to the defense of Florida in, in some of the most valiant ways, uh, both when uh, uh, Florida was a Spanish colony and when Florida was a British colony. Now, of course, once Florida falls into the hands of the United States, it becomes like any other part of the southern United States, very uh, slave, uh, slave labor driven and uh, very, very racist. So the Florida prior to 1820 has a very different composition, very different attitude towards race, et cetera, uh, than uh, um, than the colonies immediately to the north and, and, and uh, west of us. Now, again, it, it wasn't egalitarian in any way. I don't want to leave uh, listeners with that impression. But it was not uh, as overtly and dramatically racist and slave-driven as uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, 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 Alabama, Mississippi end up being, Louisiana end up being. It was uh, very different. So anyway, that's how Beulahville um, developed. And in fact, uh, John, John James Audubon, uh, this is an important story before we get to uh, talking about the Seminole War and what happened to the plantation. Audubon visited the plantation in 1834, and uh, he drew birds, some very unique because, again, uh, you didn't get the same sort of bird life in, in uh, Florida that you did in many of the other places he would have visited that were part of the United States. Uh, so he stayed in the guest house 
Um, and then he stayed in the great house too with, with John Bulow, who by this time had inherited the plantation completely from, from his father, young John Bulow, who was then in his 20s. Some beautiful drawings of birds uh, fishing in the swamps, etc., uh, from Bulow Plantation were, were sketched by uh, 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 John James Audubon, including um, Greater Yellow Lakes. And, and excuse me, I said 1834. 1831 is when Audubon actually visited the plantation. But then came, unfortunately, the Seminole War for John Bulow. Now, John Bulow, ironically enough, uh, was not like other plantation owners in Florida and other settlers in Florida. He was someone who actually believed the Seminole uh, Native Americans should not be shipped to what is now Oklahoma. He did not agree with the U.S. government policy to send the Seminoles onto reservations west of the Mississippi River. He had had a peaceful coexistence with the Seminole North of uh, um, Seminole Native Americans, and he even demonstrated his disapproval of American policy um, by firing uh, a cannon toward Major Putnam's command of the state militia as they entered his property, basically saying, hey, I'm, I'm uh, maybe not even neutral in this conflict. I, I understand why the Seminoles are so unhappy. And this is in December of 1835, the Dade Massacre, uh, which we've talked about before on this podcast, and we will talk about again. Uh, we're going to do a whole series on Native Americans in Florida coming up uh, in the near future. Uh, that uh, that had just happened in 1835. That's, of course, um, modern-day I mean, Dade City is in Pasco County. But I think actually the site of the Dade Battlefield is in Hernando County, right, or, or Sumter County, but it, along uh, kind of the West Coast, uh, central West Coast of Florida is where the Dade Massacre happened. So um, the American troops took Bulow prisoner. Um And then what ends up happening is uh, the troops occupy the plantation and Bulow ends up being relocated to St. Augustine as the troops abandon his plantation. They let him free, but the Seminoles burned down his plantation. It was approximately sometime in January of 1836. Uh, the Seminoles burned uh, Bulowville down along with uh, all the other uh, plantations that were uh, in the area. And that's why you have extensive plantation ruins in, uh, in this part of Florida, but it has not become uh, outside of the Kingsley Plantation. And that's something we want to do. I want to do something on Kingsley himself. He's actually an interesting guy uh, for a slaveholder. Uh, you know, it's all relative, but for a slaveholder, I would say uh, Kingsley was more of a kind of enlightened renaissance man than most white Floridians at the time. So I do want to do something on him and his plantation in the future on this podcast. But um, the Seminoles burned most of the rest of the plantations in the area. I, I, I think you can pretty much understand why. And Bulow is stuck without a plantation in his mid-20s living in St. Augustine, and he passes away soon thereafter. But the ruins are still there for us to see. And uh, it was really, really fascinating for me uh, to see uh, the ruins, the Coquina ruins. That I should have mentioned the sugar mill was built at Coquina, like so much in that part of Florida is. Uh, the sugar mill, several wells are there, the spring house, um, 
the mansion, the 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 the, the, the kind of the foundation of the mansion. You can see, although the house is is, is gone, um, and it's uh, heartening to see just from my own personal uh, worldview that the forest reclaimed the area around the plantations as uh, nature intended and as it had been when the Seminoles themselves inhabited the land and before they had been pushed out by white settlers. So um, Bulow Plantation is actually next to Bulow River State Park, which is a little, it's just south of it in Volusia County, or part of it's in Flagler. Uh, as I said, the plantation is in what is now Flagler. These political lines didn't exist at the time. It was all St. John's County uh, in those days. But um, it, it's actually neat to kind of take in the natural area uh, and the plantation ruins and, and think about all of these things in context. So anyway, uh, brief diversion this week on the Florida History Podcast, but talking about a place I recently discovered. I knew there were plantation ruins in that part of the state, but I had not um, discovered, I had not seen any of them directly and investigated the stories asked of these places and, and spent some time. I, I spent a, a whole afternoon in that, uh, in, in that park, that ruins. And again, it's Beulah Plantation Ruins State Historic Park, which is in Flagler County. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back with you next week.